Hey everyone. Okay, so I am going to do some cooking for dinner and I thought I would do it live today and welcome you all to my kitchen. You've probably seen it before. Um, I have got a podcast here on YouTube where I'm not usually live, but this time I'm going to do it live because I thought it might be fun to hang out with you guys and if you've got any questions as I cook, um, that will be great. So please, if you're watching and you'd like to say hi um, or if you have a question at any time, please put it in the chat because I really love a lot of interaction with my live videos. So you probably saw the range of vegetables and produce that I had this morning um, that I got at my local organic co-op. And I've gotten a few things out of my fridge as well that need using up like some sad tomatoes and bits of greens and things, some carrots and things. So I'm going to use those things to make a couple of recipes from my cookbooks. So this one is the Simple Healing Food Cookbook. And we're going to be making the beef and cabbage soup with a cauliflower, pumpkin and leek mash. So that's one of the recipes that we'll be doing. And we're also going to make a recipe out of life-changing food, which is the gypsy stew. And that's an old favourite from this time of year, um, which I actually made this recipe up from my um, CSA box. So I get those delivered every week or second week. Um, with local produce from the area. So whatever's in season, it's such a surprise mystery box just about every week. And sometimes you get, you know, so much of one thing. You're like, what am I going to use it all in? Lately, I've had a lot of eggplant. Thankfully, we used most of that this week in Baba Ganoush. But today I'm going to use up some of the greens and the tomatoes, the chilies, um, lemon. Uh, let's see, what else have I got? Some herbs. Um, garlic and onion in that stew with some chicken and in the beef and cabbage soup we've got onion garlic um, parsley oregano thyme sage tomatoes carrot cabbage zucchini we've got um, seasonings and stock so that's what I'm going to do today so enjoy chat as we go if you want to ask any questions please do so I always tweak my recipes according to what I have on hand and I try to use up what I have in the fridge before I go and buy new, you know, recipe ingredients. Um, so I have a look at what's in my fridge and freezer and pantry um, before I do my meal planning for the week and my shopping. And I talked about that in the last video, so you can watch that one if you haven't. Um, so what I've got today is mostly after I've cleaned out the fridge in the past week, I've gone and done my next shop. And I generally meal plan once I see what's in the shops because it depends what's in season and what's cheap and what looks good. So, for instance, today I went into the organic store and I was going to get silver beet, but I saw this chicory, chicory leaves, and this was actually a fair bit cheaper than the silver beet and I had a little taste and I liked the taste. It's kind of lemony and tangy. Hi, Susan. And um, it was really delicious. So I looked it up on my phone quickly to see how to use it and what the benefits are. Um, and has anyone used chicory before? Does anyone grow it? Um, this is interesting here. Let, listen to this. Chicory is used for loss of appetite, upset stomach, constipation, liver and gallbladder disorders, cancer and rapid heartbeat. 
It's also used as a tonic to increase urine production, to protect the liver and to balance the stimulant effect of coffee. That last one got me. I was like, okay, if this balances coffee, does that mean I can have one more coffee a day? <laughs> so I thought I will try chicory in my soup instead of silver beet this time. So we'll see how we go. I also had some um, greens from my CSA box. So I'll probably pop some of those in too. There's some bok choy, um, silver beet leaves. Julia says, when dad was alive, he had some growing in the backyard. I really like the bitter greens. Do you know how he used it, Julia? I'd love to hear. Um, Christine says, never, but always wanted to try it. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes today. Um, I think it's related to um, radicchio and endive. So it's more of a bitter green. It's a little bit lemony and tangy. Um, I've seen lots of recipes online for sautéed chicory and in salads um, and there's some in soups like with chickpeas and things like that. So I thought, well, why not? Let's try it. I also found these beautiful um, green button squash. So I'm going to use those instead of zucchini. I thought they, I mean, actually, I'm going to use zucchini as well. Um, I love button squash and I haven't seen the green ones very often. So we'll see how we go with that. All right. I'll just angle this down. Actually, before I do start chopping and cooking, I've got a chicken stock over here on the stove. So just come over here and show you this. Sorry if this is a bit dark. Hang on, I'll turn this light on. There we go. Um, where did I put my gloves? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the chicken stock has been cooking for about two hours. And if anyone's wondering the difference between a chicken stock and a chicken broth, or a meat stock and a bone broth is basically the cooking time and also you cook the meat on the bone from raw with a stock and then you end up with these pieces of meat on the bone. So I'm going to use that for a, um, some roast chicken pieces as well. Oops, that one's completely falling apart. Oops, you can't even see, sorry. <laughs> Okay, we'll see if we can get this. Sorry about the um, the light. So I'm just going to take the chicken pieces out and then I'll have all this lovely stock to use in the soup recipes. So I thought we'd make some wintry soup recipes. So with this chicken, what I often do is make the stock from raw chicken pieces and cook it for two hours just with salt and pepper and then I'll roast the chicken and serve that with veggies and salad. And then I've got the stock to make other things with. That's what I do sometimes. So that's how I like to roast my chicken. This time I've cut it up into pieces, but sometimes I just chuck the whole chicken in or chicken legs or wings. So it's very tasty. I'll just see there's a, um, Tammy says, never seen those green spinach before. Yeah, chicory. Okay. Right, let's get rid of that. And I'll bring that back over. Okay, so what I'm going to do here, I'll just show you, is drizzle that with some olive oil. And then I'm going to just sprinkle it with salt, pepper and herbs. You can add some lemon zest or um, spices if you want to. 
You can use butter or ghee instead of olive oil if you want to. I'm just going to do this really simply. So some Italian herbs. And some salt and pepper. Sprinkle that on. And I should have heated up the oven, but I forgot, so I'll do that now. <laughs> okay. So you want to put that into a really hot oven and then it just crisps up the skin. Um, and that makes a really nice soft chicken with a crispy skin. So I'll just go and turn the oven on. Just move that out of the way. And meanwhile, I'm just going to start chopping up the ingredients for the um, beef and cabbage soup. But first of all, I'll just make the mash in the Thermomix. You can do this on the stovetop if you don't have a Thermomix. But basically, you're just cooking up 400 grams of cauliflower. So as you can see, this was in the fridge. I ended up using what I had because I realized I had about 400 grams in the fridge. I just shaved off the top because it was starting to look a bit old. Um, and I've got the white part of one leek. So I'll just add all of those to the bowl. And then I've got 400 grams of cubed pumpkin. That's just a butternut pumpkin or squash. And then you can use um, either sour cream or coconut cream or um, coconut milk. You can use uh, cashew milk or dairy milk or cream. Um, and you can even use chicken stock if you prefer. And that just, you only need about 200 um, mils of that or grams. A bit of salt and pepper. And I'll probably put a little bit of ghee in there as well. So I've got some of my homemade ghee here. What's your favorite veggie mashes? What kind of mashes do you like? I, I absolutely love the cauliflower and pumpkin mash or cauliflower and leek. Um, I also do a white bean mash sometimes. So, you know, don't always do potato mash. Potato mash is delicious and yummy, but if you're trying to cut down on carbs a bit or you're trying to um, work on gut healing, it's better to have some less starchy veggie mashes. Um, so there's lots of different ideas in my Simple Healing Food cookbook, if you have that one. Um, but basically, you're just cooking that down together and then blending it to mash it. So I'll just go and pop that on to start. I'm just waiting for that to turn on. You can steam it and then mash it if you like to. So it's just 20 minutes, 100 degrees speed one. Okay, and now I'm just going to chop everything up for the beef and cabbage soup. 
So we need um, an onion, just roughly chopped. I've started doing that and then went on to other things. It doesn't have to be perfectly chopped, just rough. And here I've got a couple of cloves of garlic. There's a, they're actually, um, it's those really large Russian garlic. I'll show you these ones. So I used one and a half of those. They are a little bit milder, I find, um, but I really love that garlic because you don't have to fiddle around with all the little tiny pieces. It's nice and big and we grow those locally. I need to plant some in my garden. So I'm just going to pop this into pot. Now, um, I need to decant the, I need to just get the chicken stock out. So I'll bring this over here. All right, so if you um, have any questions for me, please go ahead and ask. And this is just a very, um, let's see, what's the word? Natural kind of cook with me in the kitchen. It's nothing professional and amazing, but I just thought you might like to see how I do things um, in the kitchen. All right. That's out of the way. Now we can put the onions in. So I'll just go and grab those. So onions and garlic. Everything is a computer stand. <laughs> there you go. You can watch there. I'm going to add some ghee. Four tablespoons of ghee. Again, if you can't have dairy, you can use um, just use some olive oil. started okay meanwhile go back over here and start chopping up some other ingredients All right so in this recipe you saute the onion and garlic for about five minutes until it's soft and then we're going to add mince and stir fry I love this recipe because it feeds about six people sometimes eight people and it has 300 grams of mince. So that's my kind of recipe where I can really bulk out the meat with plenty of veggies and everyone's still satisfied and happy, um, but you're saving some money on meat. So I'm just gonna grab that. So that's 300 grams, it's just a couple of handfuls. And if you want to do a vegetarian version, you could easily use some lentils or some beans for that instead of the mince. Okay, and once we have that done, we'll get the um, herbs. So we've got parsley, oregano, thyme, sage, and tomatoes, carrots, and cabbage, and zucchini, and tomato paste. So it's a really jam-packed, delicious recipe. Okay, let's... 
go ahead and chop everything up here. So what kinds of things do you guys find that you're making from the winter produce? What kinds of meals? Have you got some ideas to share with everyone? I would love for you to type them into the chat box and I will read them out. Um, but basically there's a lot of um, the root vegetables are always popular in winter, I think, because everyone wants comfort food. And this recipe, you can definitely add some root veggies or do a root veggie mash if you would prefer to. Um, but it does have some really good filling ingredients, even though it doesn't have the root vegetables. All right, we've got some fresh oregano from the garden. I'll just chop that up. I don't have any um, fresh thyme and sage because at the moment my garden is being renovated and so I just have some baby plants. So I won't be able to use those, but I've got some dried thyme there. Now I've got a heap of tomatoes that I've chopped up. You want to use vine ripened tomatoes if you can, some really nice ripe tomatoes. Um, so when you're getting to, you know, the end of the week and your tomatoes are looking a little bit soggy in the fridge, um, don't chuck them out. Just cut off any bits that are too soggy and use them in your soups because those really soft, squishy tomatoes are often the best. It's a bit like bananas. When they're starting to go really soft, they make the best banana cake. Um, and then I've got a couple of carrots sliced up there. I'll go and see how this is going over here. All right. I'm going to go ahead and put this chicken into the oven. Get it out of the way. And then I can use the burner here. That's not good. There we go. Adding in the mints now. Just chop that up and leave that to brown. Stir it occasionally. So for those of you who've popped in um, recently and haven't seen the start, what I'm making is the beef and cabbage soup with mash. I'm making a cauliflower, pumpkin and leek mash. Um, so this is a really great filling meal that feeds at least six people. I find it's more like eight for our family. Um, and that's from my Simple Healing Food Cookbook. And the other one we're making is from Life Changing Food, and it's the Gypsy Stew. And this is one that I developed um, from 
trying to use up what was in my CSA box. So for those of you who don't know, CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture and you get a box delivered each week or fortnight or however often you want it. Um, that's the local seasonal produce. So whatever the local farmers are growing, whatever's in season, it's a really good way to get really fresh produce at a good price. And mine is pesticide free as well. Um, some of it's organic. And um, you get creative because you have to use up what you've got. And I also love going into the um, local organic co-op and seeing what's there because whatever's there is what's in season. And I've got these beautiful little squashes. And for those of you who didn't see earlier, some chicory leaves that I'm going to use. Um, there was a lot of Roma tomatoes um, cheap because they were starting to get a bit old. The chicory was on special. So it's good to see what you can get. And I find if you shop at markets as well, the local farmers markets, you'll find there's a lot of um, good deals there because you're getting what's in season. And so you can get bulk um, prices sometimes um, and it has to be sold because it's ripe and ready. So it's a lot cheaper than, um, sometimes it's a lot cheaper than the grocery store and it's fresher and it's local and you can often get pesticide free as well. So I find that really helpful. Okay. Sorry, I just had to find my tab again. All right, we'll go and um, get continue with that in a minute. But right now, I just want to start chopping up everything for. No, I better not. I'll do this first. Uh, Natalie says, "Watching as I cook dinner for my family with seasonal produce from my garden." Yes, that's going to be me soon. Um, I've just started my garden. I had some things in there. I had turmeric and ginger and lots of herbs and strawberries and, you know, chives and things like that, but I didn't have a lot of veggies. So um, we're really getting stuck into the veggie garden um, this month and I'm looking forward to getting lots of veggies um, in a couple of months, hopefully. And that will be very satisfying. All right, let's see how this is going. Okay, that's got nine minutes. And over here we've got the onion, uh, sorry, onion, garlic, ghee and mince. And I've just, I'm just cooking it in the pot that had the chicken stock. I didn't bother washing it out. Okay, so once that's browned, we can basically add everything else, which is my kind of cooking. I like it to be really simple. Um, the less pots, the better, right? <laughs> um, Julia says she saw my turmeric video. Yeah, I have so much turmeric in the freezer. I really should add some to this, but I, I didn't get it out of the freezer to um, chop it up. But I definitely could. All right, let's add the tomatoes and carrots. And then we've got the cabbage and herbs. I've probably got a little bit more cabbage than the recipe says here. I think I've probably got about 50 grams or so more. But um, these kind of recipes are like it's 
to taste, right? Or depending on the size of your pot, increase it if you have a bigger pot because you can always freeze it. <laughs> so this pot is eight litres. All right, I'll just make sure that I've got everything in there. So we've got parsley, or oh, we need the thyme. I don't have any sage. Tomato, carrot, cabbage, zucchini. I haven't chopped that up yet. All right, we'll do that quickly. So I'm going to use zucchini and button squash. So I'll just quickly chop those up. And you can do, like with, with a soup like this, you can grate it if you prefer, um, depending on what kind of texture you want. I like having the slices in there. I really love yellow button squash because then you get that pop of colour and the more colour the better for me in, in meals. I love having a wide variety of vegetables that are different colours because for one thing then you know you're getting different nutrients and different, you know, there's different benefits with the different vegetables that are all the different colours but also it just looks beautiful. But there was no yellow squash so I got green. That will do. I'm making a mess here. There we go. All right. Bring that over. And the time. All right. So we've got some tomato paste and a bit of honey as well. And the recipe calls for apple cider vinegar, but I didn't have any left. And so I'm just gonna use red wine vinegar, which I think will be really nice. Now, um, the reason that I put honey in there, that's obviously optional, but I find when I've got a tomato-based meal, I like to have a bit of vinegar and a bit of honey or some kind of sweetener like coconut sugar or dates or fruit or whatever because it just gives it a beautiful balance and a more of a depth of flavor it brings out the flavor of the tomatoes so it's a really good idea if you're doing a tomato based dish add a bit of vinegar or lemon juice and add something sweet about the same amount so for this amount I do one to two teaspoons max so you don't need much all right I'm just going to take this over there Right, a little bit of time. I'm sad that my fresh time is um, not ready, but never mind. Let's stir that around a bit. I'll just check how much stock I need. Um, 400 mils. All right. Now, um, 400 mils is a bit less than two cups. And as usual, I'm just going to guess. With soups and stews, it really is up to you how much stock or water you add anyway, because it depends if you want it really soupy or if you want it thicker, 
like more of a stew. I might actually add a bit more there. Um, so just, yeah, depending on what consistency you want. Although just remember that the veggies, as they cook down, especially tomato, um, it will make more juices. So it won't be as dry as this once it starts to really cook down. All right, I'm just going to pop this over here. Add the tomato paste. So that's about 100 grams of tomato paste. splash of red wine vinegar. I actually added a little bit more vinegar than the recipe said, so I'll just add a tiny bit more honey as well. I always taste it towards the end anyway, and I adjust it if I think it needs adjusting. Always taste your food. Don't just stick to a recipe and expect it to be amazing. Like always check the seasonings because whoever wrote the recipe may have completely different taste to you. <laughs> and also you may have different salt or spices or stock. Everything can be variable, so taste as you go. All right. Just leave that for a minute. See if there's any questions. Not at the moment. If you've got any questions, feel free to ask or comments or ideas or thoughts about how to use any of the produce that I'm using. Pop it in the chat. I'd love to hear from you. All right, I do need to add some salt and pepper to that. And that's another thing that's definitely to taste. I always add a lot of pepper because I love it. And um, basically I'm going to let that come to the boil um, over medium-low heat and then just cover it and let it simmer for 20 minutes um, until everything's soft. Meanwhile, so that's, um, let's see, 20 minutes will be 52. I've just turned that right down and I'll just let that simmer now. All right, so let's start on the gypsy stew. This one, we need some um, garlic and onion again. But this time we're using Spanish onion, so the red onion. Of course, you can swap it if you don't have um, Spanish onion. You can use whatever you've got. But it does, yeah, like I said earlier, I really love having, like, plenty of colour in my recipes. So in this one I put the purple onion on purpose for the colour. 
roughly chopped. You don't need fine chopping for this. There's the mash. Just turn that off for now and I'll go back to that in a minute. We don't need that yet. So this one has a lot of onion, but it cooks right down. Um, Mary says, this is one of my favourite recipes from your book. That's nice. Thank you. This is such an oldie and a goodie. All right. Again, I've got that beautiful Russian garlic. I'm just going to roughly chop that. And even this is actually a really mild garlic. So you often find you can use a fair bit more. Garlic's one of those things that is to taste and I often add more than the recipe says if it suits. All right, so we just want to roughly chop those. If you have a Thermomix, you can do all this chopping in the Thermomix. And instead of the chili flakes in the recipe, it says a teaspoon of chili flakes. Um, I got chilies in my last CSA box, so I'm just going to use those. So just the long red chilies, not, of course, little tiny um, bird's eye chilies because they'll be too hot. Unless you like it really hot. I don't. <laughs> I just like it minimally hot. And in this one, we also need some vine ripened tomatoes. And I was starting to run out. So as you can see, I've got some out of the fridge that were looking a bit sad, but also lots of lovely Roma tomatoes. So I'll chop those up in a sec. But first of all, we'll just get this um, cooking in the, we'll do it in the black pot. I'll go and get that. This is a six litre cast iron pot and um, I'm just going to get all that sauteed and start adding everything else. Once again, um, you can use ghee or olive oil. I tend to choose ghee because I love it. I love the flavour. I love how good it is for you. Um, it's an old-fashioned superfood. Okay, there we go. I'll just saute that, get that started. Okay, and then we need to let's see what have we got? Carrots? Oh, we don't have carrots. I don't know why. I thought we had carrots. Tomatoes, we need tomatoes. So I'll chop those up. Um, Julia asked, do you keep ghee in the fridge or at room temperature? I always keep it at room temperature. The thing is with ghee, if you put it in the fridge and then you take it out, it can get condensation under the lid and then it will go mouldy. Um, and because it's a saturated fat, you don't need to keep it in the fridge. 
so um, it's up to you, but I prefer to keep it in the in the um, pantry. In cold weather, it will set. Um, it's just been sitting near the stove, so it's a bit runny. And it can, when it's homemade, it can often look a little bit grainy. You can see that, but that doesn't matter. It just melts just the same as butter, and it's beautiful. Just has such a love. I mean. How can you not love the taste of caramelised butter? <laughs> um, but if you prefer, you can use the olive oil, either one. These tomatoes are a little bit firm. I would prefer them to be a bit more squishy because they break down better in the um, soup. I should also mention if you... Um, are nightshade free if you can't cope with tomatoes. The recipe for no tomato sauce in my, actually in life-changing food and in simple healing food, you can use that instead of the tomato paste and tomatoes, just add that to taste. And it has a really lovely, rich flavour that's similar to tomatoes. It has beetroot and celery and um, carrots and pumpkin and all sorts of things in it and it makes a beautiful sauce so you can use that instead this one looks very pale but it's actually quite ripe so I don't know why that happened but we won't waste it we'll use it up all right there we go so I've got the tomatoes there we'll go and stir that Sorry. As you can see, I love my cast iron. Almost all my cooking pots and frying pans are cast iron. I do have some stainless steel, but cast iron is always my favourite. You can pop them in the oven. They're, they're heavy, heavy duty. They last forever. There's no coating on these ones on these pure cast iron ones to come off so you don't ever have to get them re-enameled or anything. The enameled cast iron is lovely but eventually they have to be re-enameled so I'd rather just the pure cast iron. And if it's really well seasoned, um, you just get such a good result. And these come seasoned. That's a, I think that's a lodge cast iron. Yeah, that's a lodge cast iron. American cast iron. All right, what else do we need in this one? Tomatoes. Sometimes I don't read my own recipes and I forget what I'm doing and that was supposed to be halved tomatoes, but that's okay. We're going to have roughly chopped tomatoes <laughs> and it won't matter. Oops, I just spilt that everywhere. Okay, I'll go and get the chicken. So this one feeds about six people and it's 600 grams of chicken, so 100 grams per person. Um, I do find with a lot of my recipes, I bulk them out further than what the recipe says because I serve them with maybe some grain-free muffins or grain-free bread. 
um, maybe a salad on the side or some roasted veggies or um, some at, at the moment in the fridge I've got baba ganoush or I've got pate and I'll use them as condiments to serve alongside the meal. Um, so it really, yeah, I can really bulk out meals by having all those sides, also sauerkraut, pickled daikon, pickled beetroot, all of those things are pretty much always in my fridge and um, they just come out at mealtimes and are served alongside. So if you ever wonder um, about my serving sizes being small, it's because I bulk everything out pretty much. I don't usually serve just the bowl of stew. There's, um, yeah, there's other things on the table. Do you guys do that as well? I just find it helpful um, when you've got a family with large appetites and otherwise you're cooking all the time. <laughs> right, I'm just going to add this. Okay, so that's the tomato. Um, and I'm just going to, oh, no, that, sorry. It was right. It was meant to be chopped. Phew. I just looked at the ingredients list and it said halved. Okay, so we've got the tomato and the chicken. We're going to add that now into the pot. And let's see. Chili flakes. Okay. I'm just going to get the um, stock in. Oh, no, I'll, I'll let this cook for a little bit longer. So there is a couple of ways that you can do this. You can either um, brown everything and then add the stock or you can go ahead and just add the stock all at once. And that's helpful for, say, just say you're making dinner before you go to work and you just want to put it into um, the slow cooker. So that way you can just put it all in at once. I would halve the amount of stock or liquid if you're using a slow cooker and then you can have it cooking all day on really low. Um, well, you know, eight hours. Um, or you can do it this way where you brown everything first and then add the stock. Um, so there's a couple of different ways. Mary said I'm doing it the Greek way, so that's good. <laughs> we do like Greek food. Yum. Okay, so I'm just going to let that cook a little bit more because I need to go and chop up the greens. Okay. So we'll use some bok choy. I've already washed this. I'll just chop that finely. And you can use all the white parts as well. So I'm going to use, I think I'll use this much. Do you think that's too much? <laughs> I guess we'll find out, won't we? If it looks like too much, I won't put it all in. One thing that I like to do with my greens, if I have too much um, green veggie, green leafy green vegetables and I'm not going to use them all before they go bad, 
I just slice them up like this and put them into a reusable freezer bag and just pop them straight into the freezer. You don't need to cook them first. Just cut them up and put them in your freezer bag. And then whenever you need some in a soup or a quiche or a stew or casserole, you can just take it out of the freezer and chuck it straight in um, out of the freezer. a little bit smaller. Okay, that is a lot, but I think that's okay. I think I'll use all that. It does shrink a little bit as it cooks. Um, so yeah, and Julie says she's got to run, but thanks for that. And yes, you can watch it later, Julie, no problem. All right, let's see what else we've got here. Um, lemon juice. So I'll just have that ready to go. I will add the lemon juice right at the end um, because I like to add it to taste. Um, so add a good squeeze, stir it through, taste it, add a bit more. Don't overdo it right at the start because if you add too much right at once, you can't take it out, <laughs> obviously. Um, so we've got Spanish onions, garlic, ghee, chili, tomatoes, chicken, chicken stock I haven't put in yet, salt and pepper, butter and leafy greens and some parsley. So we'll go ahead and put the stock in now. Um, I think I only need, yeah, I only need a, about 100 mils of stock, so I don't need a lot. You can see that tomato's breaking down and looking good. Candy, when you, you're doing a cook-up, start with a pot of stock and just have it on the stove hot, ready to go. And um, I've added a little bit more than it said. And then you can just cook with it um, as needed. And then whatever's left, you can freeze. Okay, I'll grab the silver, uh, not silver beet, because I didn't use silver beet chicory and bok choy. I'll take the lemon over there for a minute. Um, and I also need salt and pepper. hope this isn't making you dizzy watching this. <laughs> okay. Pepper and salt. So I use a um, Celtic sea salt. Um, I love the flavour of it, but it's also got all the beautiful minerals in it, like iodine, um, you don't get iodine in Himalayan salt because it's not a sea salt. That's only in sea salt. Um, you don't get it in river salt either. So um, it either has to be iodized or you add some kelp flakes to it. But I really love the flavor of a good Celtic sea salt. 
And I also use, I've got hardly any pepper left, but um, I use an Aussie pepper that's grown near us um, in far north Queensland. And it's the only um, pepper grown in Australia except for the native pepper. So that's not native pepper, it's Indian pepper. Um, and it is so good. So I sell those in my store. You see that's already looking delicious. All right, come over here and I'll show you the mash. See, that's all cooked. So I just need to scrape that down and then we'll mash that. I didn't actually measure the coconut cream. It may be a little bit wet, but that's all right. Going on soup. Speed eight. Okay, so you can see here that beautiful creamy mash. I probably could have used less coconut cream, but I don't mind if it's a bit more like a puree. <laughs> it's so good on the soup. It really um, bulks it out, gives it more um, substance so that it's more filling to add a mash to the soup. Okay. Might just check the other one and check how that's going. sure if you can see very well with the light on. I have to turn it off. It's not very good light, sorry. Okay, so that's looking really good. It's pretty much done. So I just need to taste that and make sure that that's the right seasonings. Mm. that is so good so the flavor of this one reminds me of um tomato soup you know the kind that you had when you were a kid that beautiful flavor from a tomato soup but it's got all the goodness of all those veggies and the mints in there as well and i'll show you that one over in the better light in a sec this one here is about ready oops i just need to get the lemon it doesn't take long just going to add a squeeze of lemon and taste that. Mm. 
delicious. That one's done as well. All right, I'll bring them over to show you and we'll plate some up. I have to get some um, heat mats. Okay, so can you see that? That's the delicious um, veggie full <laughs> uh, beef and cabbage soup. So you can see you just have little bits of um, mince in there, but it gives it the flavour and you've got the flavour from the stock and it's really rich and all those beautiful veggies. And what we do with this one, just grab a bowl. Serve some into the bowls. And then a spoon of mash on top. Now, if you like, you can also put um, some sour cream on top of that. If you like sour cream, I do, but there wasn't any at the shop and I didn't have any made, so no sour cream. But you can add some little micro herbs. There we go. Delicious. All right, and let's have a look at the other one as well. Okay, so here's the gypsy stew. So even though this one has tomatoes in it, they're not the main flavour. It's more of a fresh, it's not a heavy, rich soup like the other one. It's more of a fresh kind of um, soup with the greens and the sort of, it's still a little bit crispy, the greens. So you get those bits of bok choy and the, gar uh, sorry, the chilli and that's really delicious. I'll move that out of the way. Actually, I'll just show you that. So you can see I added a little bit more stock than the recipe said because I wanted it a little bit more soupy, but you can see that texture there. Okay, move that. And then we've also still got the chicken, which I'll grab in a sec.
here's our chicken. So this is how I make my roast chicken generally. You can see that that's got lovely crispy bits. The um, skin is all crispy and you've still got all that stock to cook with as well as the crispy skin chicken and the soft meat. Um, the meat's really soft because it's been poached in the stock and that's not going to fit on there so I shall just pop that there while I get another one. We go now we just need to clean up the mess <laughs> wipe down the surfaces here a little bit and then I'll show you the finished products get a bit more light on this okay so there you go the beef and cabbage soup there's the um the finished soup and there's the gypsy stew chicken you can see the gypsy stew there Okay, I've used up a fair bit of my produce and that's made three meals. Just need to make some, um, some green veggies or something to go with the chicken. I've got the mash there. So there's a couple of meals ready to go and I think that took about an hour. Three meals. Yay. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, if you have any questions or you don't know where to find the recipes, have a look in the blurb on the um, video. I'll put the details there, but um, feel free to message and ask if you have any questions. You can find me on Instagram, Joe Witten, or you can find me on Facebook, Quirky Cooking, um, or of course you can email help at quirkycooking.com.au. Thanks, guys. I hope you have a great night. See ya.